This episode of The Final Score is brought to you in part by Typefrag.com, the ultimate Ventrilo service for gamers all over the world. That's Typefrag.com. Everybody and welcome back to another fine episode of Final Score, the Final Score, episode six for Friday, May fourteenth, two thousand and ten. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm joined by Brian Dunaway. Hello, Brian. Hi, Scott Johnson. It's good to be here. It seems like just yesterday we did a show called Film Sack together. Ugh, that show with those other two. Sheesh. <laughs> here I get to make the other talks and the jokes. Listen, I got to tell you something real quick before we get onto the show proper. By the way, this is the final score at finalscoreshow.com. We talk about video games, the news of video games, reviews, uh, looks back, looks back, looks, look backs. No, that's looks back at old video games, all kinds of cool stuff. But I have to just say this just finished up Nerdtacular 2010. Mm. You'll never guess the number one person people asked about Uh, Dean Kane. No, you. Sweet. Everybody wanted to know where Brian Dunaway was. Is he going to come? Is he coming next year? Why do we not? Why are we not graced with his presence, his beard? And what uh, did I do? I disappointed everybody by not all right. coming. It's all right. It's understandable. Can't make it to everything. But if you want to see Brian this year, he's going to Dragon Con. So watch for him there. I will be at Dragon Con, and I hope Nerdtacular next year. Nerdtacular 2011. 2011 is going to be awesome. It'll also be the last one before 2012 when we all die. You know what's weird? When we do that one, I'll have a 17-year-old. No, that Eek! is scary. I don't want to think about it. So is her, is her taste in games changing? Yeah, she's not hardly playing them anymore. She mm, she sad. is way into boys and school and you know all that. Stuff she should be, yeah. I guess, but she's not yeah. as concerned about games. Her friends, like her the friends that she has that are boys, she has a bunch of nerd friends, um, <laughs> half of which came to Nerdtacular, but they all love video <laughs> games, and so... She's kind of uh, fallen out of favor with some of the gaming friends of hers, which is too bad. Really? Yeah, the other two still playing like crazy. They love it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, are they, uh, does she play Facebook games? Uh, no, but the other two do. So Carter plays yeah. Farmville like a freak. Oh, wow. Uh, Nick plays some stuff on there. He mostly likes just those goofy little Flash games. He loves the PS3 and the 360, and he plays his DS nonstop. So that kid is destined for gamitude, future dude. Yes. In, until the girls come into the play. Yeah. And then yeah. all he'll think about is his wiener. All right, moving on to this. I need food. All right, that can mean only one thing. It is time for the news headlines, if you will. Old Republic not coming until March 2011. Everybody thought that Old Republic, the new MMO coming from BioWare and LucasArts, was supposed to arrive this fall or winter. And that was everyone's expectation, and it was mine as well, and I was super excited about it. I don't know how you feel about this game, Brian, but I'm I'm stoked. Totally uh, into it. Yeah. Disappointed. It's a Bioware game, so we may be finally getting yeah. the Star Wars MMO we all thought we should have gotten a long time ago. Exactly. Instead of that piece of crap they released. What was that called? Uh, I already forgot. The New Republic. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Star Wars <laughs> Galaxies, and it sucked. Yes. 
Well, uh, it wasn't total suck, but it was. They've changed it, it completely. Less, it's all different now. I mean, I feel like they just they kind of screwed the base that liked what they did, but there was a ton of people who didn't like it. And then World of Warcraft came on the scene and kind of mopped everybody up. And so now they kind of scrambled, scrambled and made it more action oriented. And that pissed more people off. And now anyone can be a Jedi. And anyway, that game's gone through some rough and tumble time. It's still, you know, people are still playing it, some okay. volume of people. But this looks like the real deal, and Bioware is what makes me excited. That's really the bottom line for me. And it's based on the universe that Bioware made so vivid and awesome in the uh, KOTOR games, Knights of the Old Republic games, which are, which are great. Such oh, great yeah. games. This, this has great promise. Yeah, it should be good. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in with both feet. During EA's fourth quarter earnings conference call, CEO John Riccatello made a reference to a major new massively multiplayer online game, probably Star Wars Old Republic. He says EA is incurring significant development costs for a major new massively multiplayer online game. However, this game uh, this game is not expected to ship in fiscal 11. Instead, CFO Eric Bram responded directly to a question about Old Republic saying, quote, it's not included in our FY 11 release date. What is FY? Wait a minute. Financial? Fiscal year. Oh, fiscal year. Duh. Not farting. Yeah. Four no. uh, <laughs> year. Yodeler. Nothing like that. No, it's fiscal year. <laughs> 11 release slate. There's nothing like a farting yodeler. Trust me. Mm, none. <laughs> uh, that is that. So let's just say, let's just give our opinions real quick. Do uh, you think the delay is a big deal? Does it hurt the game's chances, given that my, uh, that uh, World of Warcraft is a huge expansion coming out later no. this year? No? No, I don't think at all. I think this is going to be, I think they need to bring it out when it's ready. I think they need to play the Blizzard game. Hmm. Yes, that'd be nice. It's going it? to do what it's going to do, and I don't think, I don't think anything is going to detract from it. That is a uh, the Bioware way a little bit. They all they also like to not rush things. But then again, they've they're not exactly the same company they used to be. No, and they don't exactly put out every game and have it be a one hundred percent stellar best game ever made kind of reputation that Blizzard has. Yes. So they can't be quite as loosey goosey. And EA being the publisher. They're famous for rushing crap out the door to hit certain earnings calls and everything else. So I don't know. I'm a little nervous about. You, you have every right to be. Yeah. Nervous about. This. I'm excited yeah. though. I, I can't wait to play it. I think uh, yeah, it's going to be. I, I think when it comes out, yeah, it's, it's hard to predict. It's cool, Star Wars. All right, kind of done with the uh, George Lucas's version of Star Wars. No longer works for me. I like when he's handed it off to people like Bioware and they give us Kotor and we all go, ooh, look at this. I agree. No more Jar Jar. No more Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> moving on, a big announcement also coming from Sony, Little Big Planet 2. The official release is winter 2010. And uh, let me tell you some of the uh, some of the press on this. A powerful new uh, tool set awaits you. Tools that vastly me? widen the scope. Yes, you, Brian. You, Brian Dunaway. Excellent. Widen the scope of possibility and that hand, uh, hand you the power to create whole games. So check this out. I was not going to be too excited about a sequel to Little Big Planet, even though I thought Little Big Planet One was great. I thought it was really innovative and really fun, and visually just still blows my mind when I see it in action. Uh, just a really cool looking game, but the sequel didn't excite me because I thought, okay, what are you going to do? Just give me more of the same, so people are just making more levels of a platformer that isn't actually a very good platformer. Like it's kind of it's okay at platforming, but it's, it's kind of sloppy it's very, too. Yeah, it's very side scroller ish. Well, that's exactly what it is, but it's also yeah. just floaty, and it's not, ex you know, it's no Mario, let me put it that way. 
Yeah, and I'm glad it's not Mario because I'll tell you, every time I play this game, it, it does look visually striking. But the, the fun thing is, I just feel like I'm having a good time when I play this game. It's well, just it's, great it's game. so relaxing. I don't feel like I'm I don't feel like I'm in any hurry. There's no counter or clock going. Okay, if you don't get past this part in about two seconds, you're you know it's, it's over. Yeah, no, I like, dude. Don't get me wrong, I like it. I just feel like the yeah. jumping and the movement is a little sloppy, and I feel like that could be tightened up. I want it to yeah, feel a little tighter. But um, that's not all we're going to get with 2. So the big deal with 2 is you can make entire games. It's not unlike what Blizzard is planning with StarCraft 2, where you can go nuts and just make crazy mods that do all sorts of crazy things. And I'm talking top-down shooters, top-down racing games, Mm -hmm. behind-the-car racing games. Uh, You'll be able to make uh, sort of first-person shootery kind of mods, puzzle games, all within the Little Big Planet 2 tool set. Yes, and you can see that trailer. Yeah, it looks at, great. At the website and it is it looks like so much fun. Yeah, it looks great. And you can see examples of some of this stuff in that trailer. So I'm now very excited. They're also going to uh, put into this thing move support as well as keyboard and mouse support, which is crazy because if you're putting keyboard and mouse support in, what you're doing is saying you can go bananas with this thing. It isn't going to be just simple tools. If you want to go nuts, you can go nuts. Yes. And those like code heads who really want to get in there deep, get your keyboard and mouse ready because we're giving you that option. It looks extremely layered when I watched the video. I was blown away because I was like you. I was like, more little big planet. I was like, I'm still enjoying the first one. I still like to to pop it in and and play it and just casually have fun. And I was thinking, what else are they going to bring to the table? But yeah, this looks massive. Mm-hmm. Going to be good. Very excited. They're not playing. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Oh yeah, uh, I'm getting it. But I'm getting it. Where are we going now? Oh, <laughs> so uh, Awada at Nintendo. Our favorite, our favorite company. Yeah, 3D, func- <laughs> 3D, func- 3D functionality Excuse me, of Nintendo 3DS can be turned off, it turns out. This is what he said. Afraid that jumping off the screen 3D effects promised by Nintendo's next handheld will become tiresome and overly gimmicky? Yes, I can answer yes to that question. Yes. I'm very, I'm very concerned about that. Addressing concerns that there may be possible health consequences with 3D gaming, Nintendo President Satoru Iwata, however you say it, I never say it right, so that's my question yeah. to myself. Uh, he assured Forbes magazine that the 3D functionality can be turned off easily, allowing players to enjoy games in a more traditional, two-dimensional manner. How easily? Look, this just <laughs> proves it's a damn gimmick. This is true. This this does say, hey, look at me. Uh, if we if you can turn it off, yeah, it, it pretty much says I'm a gimmick. No, or a battery game, drainer. Like, if you got a game that has, like, a film grain to it, yes, commit to that. Or don't include it. Like, don't yes. if it's if if you're worried people are going to think it sucks, then what you do is you go into the menu and you give them an option to turn it off. That means that it's a gimmick. That's True. the definition of a freaking gimmick. So if these guys are making this system and it is, it is its entire selling feature is that it does 3D with with video games on that screen. Can you imagine if they released the Wii and said? Uh, we got this new motion control uh, controller, but you know what? We're going to let you have an extra regular controller just in case. Well, they kind of did do that, didn't they? I mean, they get they said your, your GameCube controllers still work and the classic yes. controller something we're going to put out. And, of course, you can turn it sideways. So I would argue in a way Nintendo has done that. Like they're afraid to do this stuff, I think. I feel like they're just a little bit afraid to commit. It's like yeah. either make this 3D or don't or say – don't come out when you release the product or when you announce the product and say, it's 3D and it supports it without the glasses. Make this huge deal out of it. Instead, do this thing where you come out and say, 
It's going to be this much better of a screen. It's going to have the power equivalent to a GameCube. Oh, and by the way, it has 3D capability for games that are developed for it that may use that technology. Don't make exactly. it your number one thing. Otherwise, it's a big fat gimmick. Yeah. You can, how about you can turn it on, which is how it should be stated. Not you can turn it off. You can turn it on. I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree 100%. I'm going to embrace your notion and agree with it. <laughs> So that's interesting. Are you, you going to buy this? Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. Are you going to buy it? I yeah, don't know. Probably. It's see, Nintendo, I'm big, dude. I'm not a big 3D supporter. It, uh, look, right. I'm just saying where they've succeeded the most for me in the last 10 years have been their handhelds. Yeah. I'm going to let you buy it first, and then I'm going <laughs> to go. Yeah. All right. That's only fair. You're buying all the 360 stuff now because I can't. That's true. Oh, I still and, I, I'm still, and I still do the PS, uh, PSP stuff. You do. That's true. Mm, PS3 PSP. sales are way up. PSP sales way down just too far too bad yeah it's a shame but what you gonna do we'll talk more about that on upcoming shows i'm sure best buy doing their own video game magazine that's next Let's up say what? Yeah, i know this is, sounds crazy to me you know what we need what another video game magazine <laughs> no no you know what we need we need another video game magazine made by an electronics store <laughs> i hate this idea i think it's horrible but well, i'm i don't like to dismiss things right away without actually seeing them but i'm agreeing with you i'm thinking this is going to be totally from a uh sales standpoint it's like okay how we're going to sell these games we're going to send out a magazine well how likely how likely do you think it is yeah that it's going to be a magazine that is 100 percent encouraged to be editorially its own man and not yes. be affected by the fact that the store who is behind the you know the publishing of this thing actually they're not even there they're not even the group it's an actual another company called the Future Plus Group they're doing this new publication but they're doing it as the official games magazine of Best Buy yeah. so I'm just saying if you want editorial integrity and stuff you don't do it this way now some would say what about Nintendo Power or PlayStation Magazine or the official Xbox three whatever the hell it's called I don't even yeah. know what it's called what about those magazines that's different yes this they're self-serving for the companies that they're made for they're not even made for their companies but for the consoles that they cover they're totally self-serving but that's what you do when you're the parent company you get up and you self-serve yourself but when you're the retailer of everybody's stuff it comes off hollow and weird it is going to be weird i'm negative today man i want to kick these guys in the butt (laughs) Uh. the funniest thing is though the only hope that i have for this magazine is the fact that Game Informer is absolutely my favorite magazine, and you get that when you go to GameStop. Yeah, that's true. When you sign up for their GameStop uh, card, I mean, that's what you get. Yeah, but they're independent, though. dollars a year. What's that? They're independent, though, right? Like, Game Game Informer's not tied to GameStop in any financial way, other than they have this deal. That that's what I'm wondering. I'm not sure exactly how the relationship is. You went me want to go find out more a little bit because all I know is that the Game Informer it is the best gaming magazine out there as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I miss? Omni Magazine. No. No, really. Par- Particle Magazine. <laughs> no, I miss. Uh, I miss Particle, Particle Magazine. That you see. <laughs> yeah, I miss Next Gen Next Generation Magazine. In its heyday. Yeah. In its heyday, it was better paper, better cover, thick as hell, amazing articles. It was like the wire to video games. Yeah. It was so great. And I could not wait for that to come into the mail every month. I was so excited for my next gen magazine. And I'll when, tell you, when that stopped, only, I cried a tear. Oh, that's that's sad. You made me sick. Um 
Yeah, the only reason why I get the Nintendo magazine, the official Nintendo magazine, besides I got a good deal on it, uh, is because I really feel like Game Informer just doesn't give them a fair shake in their magazine. They do a great job covering uh, covering you know the PlayStation Three, the PSP, you know everything else, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, all that stuff, uh, even the PC to a, a certain extent. But yeah, I just I just feel like there's no Nintendo love out there, and you know if I was running a magazine, I might do the same thing. It's like mm, me me. Nintendo, not really a hardcore gamer. Yeah. People play it, you know, so. Starman in the chat room, uh, prolific uh, World of Warcraft podcaster, Starman, says Future does great magazines, so maybe maybe it'll be okay. We could be totally wrong about this. We've done no research. All we're going off is, is what we're just in the, the news. Yeah, just the news. We found out. We found out about this guy. This it's a it's a do, it's a blogger. Um, yeah, who's going to be sort of heading this up as editor or whatever? I uh, don't know Ex- much about him either. Blogger. Yeah. So, I mean, I, they even I asked the question in this article good. in Joystick. They say real editorial content or glorified shopper's guide. Yes. I don't know. We don't know the answer yet. I I can't I I can't wait to at least. Try it out. <sighs> I don't feel good about it. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, Brian, if I was to ask you, who is the most successful game developer of the year? Who would you who would you guess? I know you've seen uh, this list, but would you guess? Who would you guess? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, successful. I mean, there's nobody even comes close to Blizzard. I mean, just. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> incorrect indeed it turns out that was true last year blizzard was number one last year in this annual develop 100 list this year it goes to nintendo last year's second place get out o-town yeah so apparently what what put them over the top not exactly sure i I don't (laughs) i don't know i mean i i don't know why they got chosen for number one it doesn't seem like it was that big of a year for them development wise you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they yeah. they they did well. Their financials are good. Sold lots of wees and DSs. That's all good, but that's different than being Game the best wise? developer. So number two, Infinity Ward. I could see that. Yeah. For the year, they're doing they're doing good stuff. Number three, EA Canada, responsible for a lot of their sports franchises and other stuff. Ubisoft Montreal, Foundation Nine at number five, Sega at number six. What? 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 Who? What? Are they still in business? Well, yeah, but they're not. My problem with the Sega choice is they aren't doing anything this year. Like, there just hasn't been much from from no Sega, things. the developer slash publisher. Um, there's been some things, but it's not like it's number six out of 100. seems pushing it. Seven for Capcom. I could totally see that. They deserve well, they to be in the top big, they're 10. They're doing big stuff right now. Yeah, they're doing really well. Treyarch at number eight. Infinity Ward's little step-headed, step-headed, step, uh, red-headed stepchild brother. Yeah. Brother, I, child. I should probably just edit that whole thing out because I don't know what the hell I just said there. Um, leave it in <laughs> a company called ukes at number nine number 10 level five and then a whole bunch after that traveler's tales nice to see them at uh, number 11 yeah that is good but then Neversoft, the old tony hawk team is in number 12 they're not doing anything right now they're not but i always loved them back in the day and this is i don't trust most this successful game developer that's what i'm asking is this uh, is this today or is this ever this is this just this year because if you said ever, I would say certainly Sega is up there. I mean, they've developed so many games. Matter of fact, that was their whole plan was to get out of the console business and just to go back to just developing games, but they did really well. And, and Neversoft kinda, is, was yeah. awesome back in the day. But wow, I can't believe this year. Yeah, and it says the word, this is the, the name of the list. 
Develop 100 ranks the world's most successful game development studios based on CFK chart track data, charting the sales of their games in the UK, the world's third largest software market. Okay, fine. So that's (laughs) different. The crap is a CF. See what? I don't know. It's, who knows? C-F-A-C cake. Something financial cake with a K. Like Mortal right. Kombat. Uh, I'll look that up. Anyway, there's all like Rockstar Norths in this list. The funny thing is I can't find Blizzard. <laughs> I can't find Blizzard yeah, in the top 100 at all? doesn't make sense to me at all. They were number one last year. And I'm looking. And I'm they looking. Slipped. Ensembles I mean, on here. On. Bethesda's in here. Oh my gosh, Epic's in here, but they're way down the list. That doesn't seem right either. I don't know. Anyway, maybe in the UK these things aren't as GFK. I still chart can't find it. Data. I, I can't find Blizzard. Oh, there it is. Up. Blizzard Entertainment number eighty. Eighty. How do you go from number one to eighty? <laughs> I don't know. I just suddenly I trust this not at all. And <laughs> suddenly this becomes <laughs> totally irrelevant. Indeed. Oh, EA Salt Lake is uh seventy three. Utah. Nice. Mm. All right. They have a great studio here, by the way. Oh, yeah, totally. I can imagine it's in Utah. I mean, yeah, big time. The center center of the world. Center of the universe. Paul Walker <laughs> grew up here. Paul Walker. <laughs> Moving on to our quick list of news. Uh, this is where we break them down into the small stuff. Brian gives quick responses, what he thinks right up top of his head. Let's start with Roller Coaster Tycoon. Movie rights have been sold to Sony <laughs> Pictures. What do you think? <laughs> I'm trying to muster up a word. Yeah. Other than a what? Yeah, it's so stupid, dude. These game game licenses that get like movie treatments, I don't understand it. I mean, the truth is, this could have been a purchase, a low end purchase too, cheap, that no one will ever do yeah. anything with. Sony may never touch it. Sony Pictures may never do a thing with it, but they I own it. It's going to be like a like Tron. Um. Well, I mean, Tron was based yeah. on a movie first, so there was Tron the movie, then Tron the game. Yeah, it's different. See, if you have a game, if you have a movie, like you know terminator or something it's it's common to have a game right around the time of release that's that stuff's oh, yeah. normal but the other way around is a little bit weirder so i can see things like i mean they've done it with doom and super mario brothers and silent hill and uh, you know a whole bunch of others uh and one of these days we should talk about which ones we thought were the best i can't think Excellent of any off the top of my head right now like not one of them sounds good right now yeah, but roller coaster tycoon movie rights. I mean, all the Uwe Boll stuff. Why? Why would you even <laughs> buy the rights to that? I mean, you could make a movie about a kid who inherits a, a roller coaster theme park and decides to build his own roller coasters. I mean, but yeah, but see, after you? even okay, so, and I agree with you on that. But even more, if you think about it, what does this license actually give them? Like the the point of roller to- coaster tycoon is you have this god level view of your park and you build it and add stuff and make money and sell stuff and make more money and and more people come to your park and you have to make sure you have garbage cans for them to puke in and you know all this like (laughs) stuff you do in that game what how does that translate to a film it doesn't i can't imagine it doesn't this is so stupid and it's also not the kind of uh, license where i mean at least a license like doom or something makes you go, oh, well, Doom, that's a big name. It, it actually this has one, a story behind it. Yeah, too, if you yeah. say, this is Roller Coaster Tycoon, the movie, nobody's sitting around going, oh, give me, here's my 850. What's next? Sims 3? Dude, the movie. There is I mean, a Sims movie in development. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's what I'm saying. The world has gone mad. Oh, those are movies. Coaster. Those are barely even good storylines for games. <laughs> that's insane. No, all this cross-licensing stuff has never sat well with me. The only time it's ever worked is like GoldenEye, 
Batman. Yeah, that's it. Batman. Uh, Arkham Arkham Asylum isn't even based on a movie, but it's not. And it's awesome, but that's different. I can't yeah. think of any others. Just say Goldeneye. Just say it. That's it. Wolverine was a better game than movie. Mm. I give him that. Which doesn't say much. That movie sucked. Mm. All right, moving on. That wasn't a very quick list, was it? No, it wasn't. THQ says Warhammer 40k MMO does not need a million subscribers to succeed. Good because they don't have them. <laughs> so that works out nice. Well, they who knows? I actually think they'll do more than that. So I do too. Uh, they're saying they have a small team, experienced team. They don't need to spend a lot of time in trial and error. They know what they're doing. They come from a long line of other MMO work and that they'll make money right away. Even if they get close to it, they get 800k, they're good. That's they'll, great. They'll See, make that's, a ton of money. They have a foundation there that is not uh they don't have investors breathing down the neck to be the next blizzard or yeah. warcraft you know what i mean yeah there's Which, a lot of room for middle middle range mmos sure and i think 40k has the has the chance to be something really special if they do it right it's a it's a yeah. really cool universe and and it'd be nice payback i mean blizzard almost wholesalely ripped off the warhammer 40k universe for starcraft and warhammer fantasy universe for for warcraft i mean those yeah. things are just I mean, I, I love Blizzard. Don't get me wrong, and what they do is magic. But they stole a lot of ideas <laughs> from the, from the Warhammer. Good companies yeah, do. yeah. So I so I mean, I, I'd like to see Warhammer succeed. They've certainly done well with their RTSs and the Warhammer 40k stuff, and I'm still playing those, and they're great. Dawn of War two, awesome, 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 Incredible. awesome. Left for Dead two gets permanent realism versus mode. New weekly mutation coming. So what uh, what do you think about that? They're already making a mode permanent. I'm glad uh, I played it. It was fun. Did you like it? Yeah, it so, was good. So I described, didn't care for the mutation last week too much. Uh, what was it? I forget what it was. Uh, I don't know. Be Francis for a day. Was that? I it? can't remember. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was something weird. It was like uh, I forget exactly what it was, but it wasn't a very fun mutation. Everyone looked like Francis, and when you pull the trigger on your gun, it would just say, <laughs> "Damn it, Bill! Damn it, Bill!" <laughs> but no one ever died. So if you uh, this realism versus mode though, or yeah, versus mode, what is it? Permanent realism versus mode, yeah. Do you, yeah. How do you feel about that as a permanent mode? you feel like it was that strong? Yeah, I think it was perfect. I think it was a great fit. Yeah, it's cool. I like that they're Played doing it. that. Uh, Good job. We haven't even mentioned, I can't believe I didn't put this in the news, Steam came to the Mac. Dude, Steam came to the Mac. You and I installed it. And Absolutely. we'll talk about and it I, during playtime. And, <laughs> and I played Peggle on it. <laughs> That brings up an interesting point. Don't let me forget to talk about what you can actually play launch week. Yes. I was a little disappointed. Just a little. Well, but still. Yeah, we'll talk the, about... The, this I is mean, big news. This yeah, is big news. It is huge yeah. news, and I'm really excited. And it's a, it's a great leveling... What'd you call it today? You, I am me and said... Even, yeah, it, it, it levels out the playing field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The playing field, the PC, the PC game market, it just got real interesting, I think. Yes. Or potentially interesting, interesting, but it's you know it's week one. We'll see how things go. We'll talk about that when we get to uh, playtime. Uh, finally, Mega Man Online confirmed for the PC. Capcom's recent Mega Man Universe trademark filing for Mega Man Online. And speculation mm. is all over the map. Brian, do you think we'll see a Mega Man MMO? I hope not. <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> idea. I actually played. Uh, was it Mega Man Ten? Yeah, that's hard. Recently, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, what'd you think of that? I played for about five seconds and said, mm, I'm bored, I want to do something else. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, dude, uh, I, I don't know, but, but there's a market somewhere, 
Yeah. That somebody is ex- somebody is totally stoked about this. Me? No. Well, I don't see. Nothing's confirmed, so we don't even know what it is. But let's just say for the heck of it that they are planning an MMO based on that universe. That seems yeah. really, really dumb and shallow to me. But you're right. There are Mega Man fans out there who are dropping their lunch right now. <laughs> Cannot get that game quick enough. So we'll see. Uh, Mega Man Universe online look, coming look soon. For it. You'll, yeah. Uh, read the reviews in the uh, new Best Buy magazine. It'll what great. My prediction? Mega dumb. <laughs> we'll see Mega how, failure. We'll see how that goes. Hey! What are you playing? <laughs> Playtime. Let's talk about the games we're playing. I'll begin. So I picked up Street Fighter 4 for Nerdtacular. I thought this would be a great little tournament game. Everybody could play in the basement for the barbecue portion of things. Yeah. And there were 75 people here. And as Holy a result, crap. yeah, it was crazy. And as a result, um, there was no room to do much of anything. So there was a lot of rock band happening, but... You know, nobody, nobody was ready to like start a fighting game and pass a controller around. Yeah, just uh, that rock band is still. If you're gonna have a party, I mean, if you have a Wii for no other reason, get it for a parties. If you have large groups of people over, I mean, because you can't beat rock band. For yeah, people. yeah, we played on the PS3, had a great time. Uh, but I went ahead and kept it. Super Street Fighter Four just came out, thirty nine dollars, pretty cheap, kind of a budget title. Yeah. Yeah, and added ten new characters, tweaked a bunch of the moves and some of the you know balancing and stuff from Super Street or from Street Fighter Four, and it's in every way uh, a superior experience. I really, really enjoy it. Um, it, it. It has all that Japanese ness that you love about Street Fighter, which is just ridiculous and you know crazy, and the story's stupid and all of that. But the graphics remain strong. The new characters are really nice. There's something in there for anybody. If they want to find a character and get comfortable with it, they can. The online play is fast, and I haven't had any like connection issues, no problems playing online, um, no lag. So I don't know what that says. I probably have a much better connection these days, but you know, since I last played it, um, before they put super in front of the name, but um, it's great, just lightning fast, awesome fun. So, so um, is it going to be compatible with your move controller? I doubt it. Mm. You mean my lollipop? Yeah, my, my black sex toy coming from Sony <laughs> later this year. Yeah, I don't know yet about that. I'm sure there. I mean, I don't know how you'd do that in that game. That game is intended to be a very good looking two two dimensional fighting game, and not yeah. much else. And it does that beautifully. So I don't have to say much more about it because everybody knows what's going on with with, uh, with four. But it's great. Love it. Having a great time with Can't it. Wait. Pick up the uh, indie pack on Steam. For both my PC and my Mac, after I got Steam installed, is one of the first things I did, and uh, that's a hell of a value. It is very inexpensive. It was the first thing that grabbed my eye when I looked at the uh, the new Mac stuff. I was like, "Hey," because I didn't really notice it on the PC side, but on the Mac side, it stood out. Yeah, the free portal thing that they're doing didn't really mm-hmm. get me because I already owned it. Yeah, um, me too. So there wasn't a huge point in me caring about that. Why would I want to suck up five gigabytes of space on my laptop for Portal? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it was uh, this this indie pack is awesome. I've been playing the most, oddly enough, this really quiet, kind of chilled out game called Osmos. Mm-hmm. I think is how you say it. Uh, that, yeah, I think so too. It's just one of those games where you kind of scoot your little ball around and it gets bigger <laughs> when it eats other balls. And it's kind of hard to explain. I, I think it's kind of like... Um, 
what is that game that was out? The Flower People made it on the PSN, and also I think it was available as a Flash game, and I can't remember the name of it. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Crap. It's like a little snake that would float around and eat stuff. Chat room. Chat room. Actually, snake was like that. Not pimp. Used to, used to go around, and as you ate things, you got bigger. It's not snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. On my Nokia phone, I was playing snake 10 years ago. No, that's not it. Yeah. Anyway, it has World of Goo. World of, if you haven't ever played World of Goo, you're missing out. And if nothing else for the soundtrack, I mean, and if if the soundtrack is free online. Yeah. It also yeah. comes with that something imaginary. I should have all this in front of me because I, I didn't think I was going to talk about each game, but that Im- Imaginarium something something hoo-ha puzzle game kind of point-and-click adventure games in there. Very, very cool indie pack and worth it. And that that game, one one of those games alone is 19 normally by itself. So 19 for all of it, hell yeah. of a deal. And these are great indie packs. I mean, these guys are yeah, it's good stuff. Doing it. I like is, it a lot. Is the indie scene just not really just really came into its own lately? Uh yeah. And I think it's because of things like Steam and PSN and through uh, Xbox Live Arcade stuff and um what else? Yeah. Uh other things, DSIware and the iPhone. I mean, all these things have fostered a world where independent game development is back on fire and in a huge way. And you can be a one man team again. You can you can do like yeah. guys in the seventies were, you know, hacking crap together. That went away for a long time. Big budget games came along and that stuff all kind of got squashed and there was no way to really get your stuff out. There was no platform for it because what are you going to do? You can't, a, a single dude making his own thing could not get to a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis back in the day and say, you know, here's my game. That was out yeah. of the picture then. But all this connectivity and downloadability of things has made this a brave new world. And it's not unlike podcasting or web comics or any of this other stuff. It's it's just a a much wider gate to get through and a lot of people can get through it. And I think it's great because it hasn't stopped the big budget blockbusters from being made. No, not you at know? all. On the contrary, it's it's um, I think su- helped support the platforms on which you want to get both. So you know it's a strong addition to something like a 360, where it maybe it's you know a few months between major releases that you're interested in. So in the meantime, you can buy these little five and ten dollar games and have a have a good time. Absolutely, and the one that that really grabs me was the one you was talking about the machiner. Uh, Machinarium? Mach- machinarium? Mach- I think it's Machinarium. I think it's, I think it's Machinarium. I'm gonna I think fight, you're wrong. I'm going to fight you to the death. That name. <laughs> but it looks really cool. I, I love those kind of looking, those games that are just very highly stylized. Yeah. I hear it's tough. But it looks tough. Yeah. I've seen, I watched the video. It looks tough. It was, was released right, yeah. back in October of last year. So yeah, it's it not that well. old. Most of these games are fairly recent. Yeah, it did pretty well too. Sold well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited for all of that to continue to happen because that stuff is awesome and I love indie game development. Uh, but, but, but. In fact, I wish, I'll just say this briefly, I wish this would happen in film. I wish there would be, there, you know, there are independent films, but it's so yes. much harder to make and get out in front of eyeballs because Absolutely. you're still dealing with the studio system, which is this tiny little gateway to get crap through. And while some are changing that and working on changing that, Video games have the benefit of um, these multiple platforms and multiple distribution points that make it possible mm. for them to get their crap out there. And I, I just, I wish film would go that way too. I would too. I wish Netflix would would just do a totally indie section. The only problem with that, uh, unlike the indie games, it seems that indie movies always have to be uh, uh, always about very sexually charged sometimes, topics. Sometimes. 
Yeah, there's a lot of wieners and boobies. But here, but this is what I would say about independent film and what Netflix could do. Because it's one thing to Netflix to have a bunch of independent movies, and they do. Yeah, that isn't the issue. Those are ones that made it. I want someone to make it so more can make it. Yes. So more guys with great ideas for a science fiction movie can get their crap done for less money and still have yeah. a distribution channel. And if that's yeah. Netflix streaming, cool. That, that's not that different than saying, well, my little tiny game's only going to be on PSN for you know the first time. Or my right. little tiny game is a Steam game, and then maybe we'll see what happens from there. That's what so, needs to happen. We need more distribution so n- like that. Now you know why the, uh, the movie industry is so scared of the game industry. Dude. Because the game industry is really doing it. They're doing it right. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. And we're also self-regulated, yes. which better not change with that stupid legislation that, that guy's trying to push through. Stupid. Cannot criminalize. Ugh, different show, different topic. <laughs> also today, just got today, in my greedy, grubby little hands, a copy of 3D dot game heroes for the ps3 i talked about this a couple of weeks ago i have not yes. had enough time to give a full sort of impression although so far it's awesome um for those who don't know you're you're essentially entering a world that is you know the princess has been taken kind of standard scenario very zelda like it is a nod to zelda without question in fact i'm shocked nintendo isn't suing over this game because it is totally a, a zelda a love letter to zelda fans and i'm talking like early zelda fans like link to the past and you know, NES Zelda days, Zelda one and yeah. two kind of stuff. And what they've done is they've turned this world into 3d, but it's still blocky pixel people, but all mm. in 3d. And they use this great photo technique. What do you call that technique where that tilt shift technique that makes a photo- photograph of a bunch of people walking across the street, makes them all look like little dolls and models. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know the technique you're talking about. You know what I mean? It makes everything look mini miniature. They use yeah. that a lot uh, in the in the one perspective that you can use with the camera. Just a really crazy technique, and everything's made of pixels. And when you hit something, it explodes, and these pixel balls fly everywhere in this like totally random kind of pixel generated way. Uh, and it's even the menus are totally retro. I I don't even know quite how to explain it. And one would say, well, this sounds like a gimmick, you know, like the whole game is mm-hmm. a big gimmick. But it's actually just a really fun version of what you used to love about those games. It's really really fun and you can create your own character and they have a ton of pre-mades and you can change them anytime you want one of the characters is just a shark fin sticking out of the ground <laughs> it's weird weird stuff and i haven't played you enough know, again to say for sure it, but i'm so far awesome you know what this makes me think mm. we've been making fun of the japanese for so long with their weird cutesy right video games yeah it's kind of catching on in the u.s a little bit <laughs> we're, we're doing a little bit different things but yeah. they're probably looking at us going you can play what? Yeah. Is a what? Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, I think Japanese people see our games, Western games, and go, what? Like Gears of War <laughs> probably makes them just want to crawl into or <laughs> under a hole. So, yeah, I don't think that there's that big a div- division anymore. I mean, Japanese games are part of the culture now, and it is what it is. But this is this is definitely, definitely visually anyway, really, really cool so far and uh gameplay wise seems great so far i just i haven't got far enough to say if it gets repetitive too much or you know i don't know yet we'll have to uh me and scott have to start a game trade yeah we should totally yeah actually somebody uh uh nicole spagnolo of the ladies of leet is doing we have this kind of going right now with her like i have her copy of what is it uh assassin's creed 2 Oh, yes on the shelf over there so we we do this occasionally we need to do more of it in the frog pants family Screw oh, all. I agree. We Screw all the, the outsiders. 
You know, <laughs> you guys don't get squat. Just us. That's all we want. Just us. No, anyway. we, we'll, we'll have to. Maybe we should talk about that one one show. We should talk about all these game trade type companies that are out there. Yeah, there's um, in fact, GameSwitch.com. I think it. Oh, PlaySwitch.com is. Uh, Play I think it, they're thinking about sponsoring the show, uh, which would be great, and they're perfect for that. Actually, people should check them out. There's a freebie for you. Yeah. Go check them out. PlaySwitch.com. Do it. Uh, Brian, tell me what you've been playing. What do you got? Well, this week I uh, started out playing the new Iron Man 2 360 demo. Oh, I'm so uh, sorry to hear that. That thing's crap. Yeah. I immediately said, uh, this is hard. <laughs> it sucks, dude. That game is bad. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have very high expectations, as I usually don't for uh, uh, video games that are based on movies. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it delivered. It delivered just what I thought. Uh, Iron Man is a very, the character is very hard to control because he does have so many uh, gadgets and gizmos. Yeah. Uh, but it was just to the point that it was just distracting. And it didn't seem to have anything to do with the movie, which was kind of exciting, at least the demo part anyway. It was supposed and to happen re- after, after yeah. the movie, I think, because he's got the triangle chest thing now. Yes. And, yeah. Yes, correct, correct. It is It is after the movie, apparently. Uh, I hate to to give reviews on demos because, of course, they are not the full deal because right. there may be a great story behind it. But from just what I was playing, too complicated for me. I mean, the load <laughs> screen, when it came up, it was like every single button on the whole controller had some type of function. And it was just all over the place. Well, I, I, heard, like, oh. I heard the opposite, that the game was super ridiculously simplified. Like it was... Shoot five the, tanks, move on. Shoot five more tanks, move on. Shoot five more tanks. It's like really repetitive. It, it is really repetitive, uh, but that does not make it simple. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it was definitely repetitive from what I saw. So repetitive and not simple. I am not buying that no. game. So I immediately turned that off and said, I can't handle that. Uh, uh, give me something on my iPod Touch. So I played Angry Birds. Great game. Uh, which I purchased. It is a totally fun game. Yep, and yep. it's funny, that game without the audio is just not nearly as much fun. It's something funny about the way those birds squawk and everything. Yep. It's just so much fun. And and I did not know some of the things. I like I just jumped headlong into it and I started playing and I was shooting the birds. If you haven't ever played the game, you got to pull uh, a bird back in this like slingshot and you throw him across and he's supposed to kill these pigs or like in these structures. <laughs> and uh, the the first couple of times I did it, you know, you have the red bird, it doesn't do anything, it just smashes. And then like the second bird, uh it it actually you can tap the screen when it's flying and it'll separate yep. into three three birds. Yep. I did not realize this. And yep. I could not get past this one level for my life. I was just like, I can't get past this level. And then I actually touched the screen twice and the bird split out into three and I, I smashed it thing. And I was like, say what? <laughs> you and missed the so, little, they have a little tutorial screen that shows you that, I think, don't they? And so that's a commentary on me not reading. <laughs> and so... Do you Once are you again, one of those guys? Can I ask you? Are you one of those guys that skips past all that crap? So if someone, I skip past everything. Story, screw it. Right. And, you know, as instructions bite me. You know, right. and I get mad when there's a lot of a lot of uh, things on the controller because I'm like, oh, I don't want to learn where all those things are. I just want to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's what I did. Uh, so, so I got off the I got off the iPod Touch and I jumped on the uh, to Linux because. In addition to Steam coming to the Mac, there was a semi-official announcement that Steam will be coming to Linux soon. Whoa! How semi-official? Like like something Valve said? Uh, they haven't exactly said it. Well, let's just say there's some very valuable sources that have uh, expressed or mentioned this is coming. Mm. Um, the games they're talking about putting out are going to be the games that were pretty much released new for the Mac. It's not going to be anything too deep you know it's gonna be stuff like world of goo that already runs on linux so basically anything you got in the indie pack if you bought the indie pack uh from uh 
uh, what is what's what's the penny arcade thing they're doing? Uh, the yeah, it's the child's play thing. Child's um, play, child's play. Yeah. Uh, if you bought the indie pack, all of those uh, indie games run on all three platforms, and these are getting picked up by Steam. And so it looks like it's going to be a lot of those kind of games that are already out there for Linux, just putting it into a nice little Steam interface, uh, which I really like because I like having my friends be able to communicate and you know and show my scores and that kind of stuff. No, Steam's awesome, dude. I've, I've said many times yeah. on many shows that without Valve and without Blizzard, PC gaming's dead. Yeah. I really, so I played I really on, believe on, that. So on Linux, I played a, a free game called Assault Cube. Assault Cube. Played. Assault Cube. It's kind of like a Quake 3 arena kind of game. Yeah. And I was surprised how many people were playing this multiplayer. Uh, I had no problems finding a server in the U.S., where a lot of people were playing. I jumped on, and I my favorite version of the Assault uh, Cube uh, was the servers running the one-shot, one-kill. You have one shot, uh, so you either you, you shoot somebody and you keep on living, and then, you know, once you get shot, you have to wait until everybody dies. So, wait, if you miss somebody with your shot, what happens? Oh, well, you still get another shot. Oh, oh, got it. So but it's if, one if kill, you die, one shot, one, you're dead. I thought you meant yeah. you could die it's once like, or you could shoot once, and that's all you can do in the game. Yeah. It's kind of like Team Fortress, too. You, you've played that. Where, oh, of course. You know, if, if you die, yeah, if you die first, then you got to sit around and you hit, you know, you just fall yeah, around. It's like, it's, like, uh, it's like any, it's like a million other games, but it's, you know, yeah. the one that really did that early was uh, Counter Strike, where you die yeah. and wait until, your, until the next round. Yeah. That makes sense. And the good and the good news is for Assault Cube, you don't have to just have Linux. You can run this on Windows or uh, on a Mac. And it's all based on the Quake Three engine. I don't think it's based on the Quake Three engine. Uh, I'm not sure what engine it's based on. Because they open, so- like they open sourced that a long time ago. They they made that available. So maybe maybe yeah. maybe maybe it's similar is yeah. what I read. Okay. And I can agree with that. All right. And finally, uh, one more Steam thing. Yeah. I played Peckle. Peckle. Peggle on my Mac, which I've already played before without Steam, but it just seems so more integrated <laughs> with the Steam. Yeah, one of the things Steam does well is they're really good at this whole store thing where they say, this game that's normally 10 bucks is $2 only today. And you're like, 2 bucks? You may never even play it, and you're going to download it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's 2 bucks. It's 2 bucks. I mean, how can you argue with that? I know. So Mac people, be ready because that's coming your way too. Now, quickly before we move on to new releases, I want to say this about Steam and running on the Mac: uh, easy, fast, awesome, no problem. I even figured out how to reroute. It's more of an OS 10 thing, but I routed where it installs games to another drive where I had more room, so that wasn't an issue. Um, I'm graphically everything's running great. Uh, 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 what am I? Uh, the thing that gave us free Portal looks great. Portal. All these other games I played look fine. Uh, my only complaint is there's a lot of stuff just not there yet. And they, you know, Valve has as much said that we'll have all of our stuff over there soon enough. Like all the Half-Lifes, um, yeah. uh, Team Fortress 2, all that stuff will work. Uh, Dead, Left 4 Dead, all that. And, and I've got to say, I mean, dude, if, if you can play Left 4 Dead on your Linux box, I mean, this, this, was the, this was the last bastion of what was stopping many people from moving from Windows. Uh, first, of course, uh, ease of use. Well, Linux and and Mac both have have got that down pat now. Uh, and then it was, you know, production people were like, well, you know, I got to have my Adobe. Well, you know, Adobe has been on Mac for a long time. Uh, Linux people are still waiting on it. Uh, but then the games, the games were the final bastion that that the Windows platform had over everybody else. That they could say, ha 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 ha, you can't have it. You can't have games. Yeah, games well, Steam, are huge. Yeah, Steam's about to level that. So now it's going to be just the it's just going to be a choice of which OS you prefer. I mean, 
there's really no major advantage over any of them now. I think the one thing, if they don't do Linux on Steam, here will be the reason. It's such an open platform. I think it makes people nervous when they're when they're dealing with DRM and locking down content and stuff. I think it. I think it'll make it'll make Valve, even though Valve's pretty open and kind of out there. Dude, I think this makes them nervous just a little Valve, bit. Valve, Valve is wicked good at finding uh, illegal games, and and that's one of the ways that they're able to do that is because so many of their games are integrated with online stuff. So you're not going to be able to get a game. And play it offline and have as much fun as you will with the online stuff. Right, but don't, aren't you as, as afraid soon that as you touch that server? Yeah, man, they are all over you. Yeah, but aren't you aren't you afraid they're going to be able to go? Oh, uh, or that they'd be concerned that somebody in the Linux Linux community could swoop in and just hack something, and no longer have all that protection. No, no? I don't think that's going to happen. All right, but you that's a, that's a valid point. I can definitely see where you would be concerned about that. Do I personally think as a Linux user that that'll happen? No, but yeah, I can understand where you're coming All from. All right. Well, you're more Linuxy than me, so I treat I take yeah. your opinion more than mine. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what? New, new, new. All right. This is a chance for us to talk about what is coming up this next week for what is new? The Vidya Games, Brian. Uh, mm, you know, I love the new games because one of the games is the one I've pre-ordered. Oh, really? What have yeah. you pre-ordered? Tell me. Red Dead Redemption. <gasps> Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption is coming out. It is being released Tuesday. Uh, Red Dead Tuesday. Some people are calling it. Actually, no one is. I made that up. Maybe some people are. <laughs> we are. We're calling it that now. Is that so what we're going to call it? That. All right. Let's call it Red Dead Tuesday. Red Dead Tuesday is coming. The Red Dead Redemption series, uh, or sees reformed outlaw John Marsden. Shoot his way through the Old West in this third-person open-world adventure from Rockstar. The multiplayer looks crazy. I can't freaking wait. That is on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. I don't think a PC version is being launched right away. But but you know how that goes. I may have chosen the most annoying... Especially with Rockstar. I think I just chose the most annoying background song in the history of the world. (laughs) I'm going to change it. Keep it! All right. That was really obnoxious. It's like a rap from 1920. Uh, Alan Wake finally hits the stores, although a lot of early reviews have already come out. It is uh, getting good reviews. People really like Alan Wake for the Xbox 360. It's an exclusive and uh, comes from the guys at Remedy who came, who brought us the, uh, what's his name? Uh, Payne Games. Payne, yes. My Max brain. Payne. Max, not Max Payne. Is it Max Payne? Payne. Yes, Max Payne. Max right? Payne. Is it Max? Max? Max Payne. Max Payne. <laughs> It's Max, Max Payne. You're right. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> Why doesn't that sound right? Anyway, I love Max I Payne. Know. I love the first one. Love the second one. And uh, Alan Wake's been in development since, I swear, since the 360 got launched. It has, and yeah. it looks so good. They've showed so much stuff about it, and I can't wait for it to come out. And bad thing is, I've got to play Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption this week, so I'm going to have to wait until at yeah. least another week or two before I can pick this up. You getting PS3 Red Dead or not? Oh, yeah, yeah, PS3. Because okay, uh, you're playing Dead. with us. Yeah. you got to play with us. Absolutely. Dragon Age Origins Darkspawn Chronicles, uh, downloadable content coming to the PS3 and PC. Why not now the 360? Now sad that I didn't, it's didn't be pick up the Origins when it was on sale on Steam the other week. It's got to be 362. These guys are wrong. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, the newest Prince of, per- Prince of Persia, returns to the Sands of Time's timeline and will be released in conjunction with the live-action film next year, which it is not based on, by the way. Uh, yes. That's probably good. 
and maybe bad. I don't know yet. Which. <laughs> it, it may not be based on that movie, but the artwork looks more and more like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, or Gyllenhaal. Or Gyllenhaal. Julie Hall. Dork face. Yeah. Split second. Coming to the PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. This has been on your radar. Are you going to pick it up? I am going to totally pick it up, and this is killing me that all three of these games are coming out. Alan Wake, Red Dead Redemption, and Split Second. It's killing me because these are all going to be games that I'm going to want to spend a lot of time with. Oh, dude, for me it gets worse because I'm totally totally down with getting this new uh, uh, Mod Racer game. What's it called? Mod Racing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it is called Mod Racer. Mod Racer something. Anyway, it's basically a little big planet for kart racing and making your own tracks and all that kind of stuff. And I'm really stoked about getting that. This stuff's all coming out together. Same time. They're killing us. Split split second looks really amazing. The one game I will not be getting, however, is Shrek Forever After, PC, PS3, Wii DS, and 360. The number one animated franchise of all time is back with Shrek Forever after the game. You know what? I dispute that being the number one animated franchise of all time. It may be. It certainly has had a drawn uh, out. How about that? Yeah, it has been drawn out. I mean, it, it it it's debatable, certainly. Yeah, I can't. Franchise-wise, I mean... Toy Story, is... dude. I give it to Toy Story. Well, if you said which one's the, got the highest quality, I would probably say Toy Story. Who has the highest volume? Who? Shrek. Yeah. Who has the most annoying cast? I'm going to go with <laughs> Shrek anything. <laughs> but right. I still love Shrek. Not all the Shrek tra- franchises, but I still love Shrek. And I actually liked the old uh, Xbox Shrek game. Yeah, I, I forget which know. one it was. I don't remember the name. Fantasy Earth Zero, Square Enix is currently developing this massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Says that it's being released on the 18th. Know nothing else about Fantasy Earth Zero. Have not followed that at all. So whatever that is, watch for that. Uh, something called Legio or Legio. It is a PC game. Enter That's f- Lego. No, it's no, not. Is it? <laughs> L-E-G-I-O. It's spelled like Lego with an I. Legio. I don't know. Enter a fantasy world where magicians, warriors, and monsters battle for domination. Geez, could you be a little more generic about your turn-based strategy game set in the fantasy world? Holy crap. Yes. Trauma You'll team. For the... this. There's going to be magicians and warriors. That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, trauma team coming to the Wii. This is a, another sequel to the trauma games, which are basically virtual surgery games. My nine-year-old son can still not be in the room when those are played. <laughs> That's funny. It freaks the funny him thing out. Is, I'm, I'm kind of like this. I've seen the trailers, I've seen reviews, I've seen screenshots. It looks kind of fun. It is fun. They're good games. I like yeah. them. Very Japanese, totally crazy, the stuff you do. Yeah. But uh, they're Who's not the bad. thought of that? They're not bad. And the, by the way, in this game, the uh, the co-op looks amazing. Looks really fun. W- do, you get like a, do you get like a scalpel attachment to your, in your Wii remote? <laughs> no. No, but you, you do this virtual scalpel in the game, of course. Yeah. But there are no attachments. That'd be awesome. Here's this really sharp thing, kids. Put that on there. <laughs> Eve Online Tyrannus, another expansion to the Eve Online universe, and it's presumably free the way they've been doing these. So you yeah. buy the game and it comes with that expansion. Don't know much about it, but uh, Tyrannus. I, every once in a while, I get into Eve and I try it again, and I love the feel and the and the vibe of that game. And then I realize what a beast it is, and then I don't play it anymore. Yeah, it's it's such a big game. Mm-hmm. Too big. You you have to be dedicated to that game. It has to be the only thing you ever want to do again in your life. 
Blue Dragon Awakened Shadow for the DS is coming out. Also, Attack of the Movies 3D on the Wii and the 360. I don't believe there's a PS3 version, maybe. Attack of the Movies 3D transports players to six fantastic movie-themed worlds where you'll battle against large alien space cruisers, shoot underwater monsters, join the resistance against the machines, and more, Brian. Gimmick. <clears throat> yeah, gimmick is right. <laughs> Runaway, a twist of fate. Play as Brian and Gina. Are you involved in this project? I, yeah, this was my indie game. <laughs> it, it was fun. Uh, in their latest Runaway Adventure in A Twist of Fate, this is a adventure game. Looks like Steam and other PC platforms uh, coming soon. Yeah. And then lastly, coming uh, lastly, coming on the Xbox Live Arcade service, Rocket Knight. Take the role of a fiery opossum named Sparkster, <laughs> who returns to his home kingdom of Zephyrus after 15 years to find it in shambles. Why, this doesn't sound like a Japanese game at all. Not at all. This sounds like something made in the U.S. of A. <laughs> All right, well, there's your new releases for next week. Red Dead Redemption is the one you all want to get. I will see you playing that online soon. From dreaming, I'll dedicate this to England, Germany. What, what the hell? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect timing. Creepy. Creepy weird. All right. I love that. It's time for this. We're kicking it old school. Okay, Brian, we're kicking it old school, as you just heard. This week we are talking about an old game, a game that has a lot of memories for me, uh, partially because I sucked at it, but also because my friend would play nothing but this when we went to the arcade. Uh, I'm yes. talking circa 1986. Mm-hmm. And that game... Same year as the Fly 2. Yeah, which we just watched on... Uh, no, 86 was the first Fly. The remake Fly. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> remake not not the flight two flight two right. is the eric stoltz one yeah where he gets naked inside of the thing oh my god i'm talking about that. 720 skate or die 720 degrees skate or die is the game that's like turn it around like twice yep yeah it's two, hard to do on a skateboard two times that's 360 times two yeah. right is that right yeah. yeah that's right that's right uh 720 degrees. the name of the next xbox console <laughs> exactly it is a 1986 arcade game by atari games uh, 720 Degrees, a skateboarding game, is notable in that, among with BMX Simulator, it is one of the first extreme sports video games and has a unique time structure that requires the players to score points in order to keep the game going. The game's name... You know what, what? You know what that unique uh, time part is? Mm. That's the thing that says, okay, we don't want people standing around in front of this game for too long before they put some more tokens in. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I don't like timed anything in video games. No. Who else says that all the time? Oh, uh, Jeff Kanata from the uh, uh, Weekend Confirm podcast, which is great, by the way. People should check it out. He's always talking about how time timed events and games are the worst, and I could not agree more. I hate them. Yeah. Too much stress. But back then, you know, this stuff's all right. Yeah, you had to. My friend would play forever. He was he would play and play and play, so he didn't have any trouble with that. Uh, let's see what else. What else? What else uh, comes? Oh, the game's name comes from the ultimate trick: turning into a full seven hundred twenty degree. Uh, movement in the air, jumping off of a ramp. 720 has the players controlling a skateboarder ripping around middle-class neighborhoods <laughs> by, by doing jumps and tricks. The players can uh, eventually find enough or blah, 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 acquire enough points to complete a skate park. To uh, compete at a skate park. Yes, indeed. I'm going to play a clip. Play it. This is not just a clip. 
This is Brian Dunaway. First time I've played it since uh, probably the late 80s. Uh, first time I played this. Yeah. And it is hard as crap when you do one of the keyboard. Playing 720, skate or die. Uh, check it out. This may sound familiar, familiar to some of those who grew up like we did. Fries are done. Oh. <laughs> Skater died. Man, that that don't matter where we was at in the arcade when that came on. Skate or die. It was like, Whoa. and you could hear that when it was off. So they were trying to attract you to go put quarters in it. Yeah, and absolutely. the dude, the, the thing would just go skate or die, and you'd be like, oh, I gotta play whatever that is. I guess I better skate because I don't want to die. Oh man, love that game. Loved it back in the day, and I've forgotten how that music like back back then. They had pretty good sound processors, and stuff started sounding pretty good on these machines. But it was so funny how they would like simulate a guitar riff, like that. Yeah, like didn't even sound close to a guitar. And you know what this? What? You know what the only thing this game was missing? What? An EpiPen button <laughs> for when those bees sting you and you die. Right. Yeah. You should have had that. Yeah. I forgot about the bees. <laughs> totally forgot about the bees. Um, the uh, the skater die voice, totally the yeah. same sound chip thing as the as Gauntlet. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Same guy, skirt same, or same die. Chip. Don't shoot food. I mean, he may as well have been <laughs> just some robot that did both. Yeah. But uh, great stuff, man. Oh, so, man, if you could, if you could find this in a, in a cabinet somewhere or get a Neo Geo machine or something like that, I mean, that's the way to do it because I played this on the keyboard. And dude, the, the joystick controller really makes all the difference in the world because it was so many different uh, angles you could you could move in. But with the keyboard, you have to kind of like tap an arrow in the same direction a few times before you can get in the direction you want to go in. Yeah. And man. Yeah, some meme stuff doesn't I, translate as well. No. To a keyboard for sure. This is definitely one of them. And any any of those games with a trackball got to have something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to make us a Neo cabinet. Oh, dude, Neo Geo. Dude, can you imagine? A final Absolutely. score branded cabinet. That would be incredible. Oh. Why don't we have one? Oh, big pixelated versions of me and you on the side. <laughs> I'd love that. I would love that. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right, we'll have to see how it goes. From the official materials that shipped with the game, this actually, I don't know if people know this, but back when my dad was in arcades, he would get a new machine from like Data East or Namco or something. And there was a manual in there, the way you would get a manual now if you go buy a video game on the shelf. Huh. It was really cool. Uh, that, so the manual for this stuff said, it's just you, your trusty skateboard, and a hundred bucks as you skate, jump, slide, spin, and more through four levels of difficulty, picking up loose cash, earning money through events, and finally earn a ticket to one of the big skate parks. If you're lucky, you'll get to buy some rad equipment to make your coolest <laughs> skateboarder alive. Rad. That's great. Rad. It's rad. It's rad. And if you've never played this game, uh, Think Paperboy, but suddenly you can go in any direction. <laughs> right. I think yeah. Paperboy came later. 
So think. Think think this game and then Paperboy, <laughs> we only can go in one direction. All right. <laughs> That's a fair way to look at it. Uh, very, very interesting game, and I had a ball. So I yeah. hope you go check it out. We've linked to the Wikipedia article. There's more there if you want to go search and find out more about that game. I love our retro segment. And uh, just quickly, Brian, how does the game hold up? You had a chance to play it. Play it. Still fun. Man, if, if this was, I don't, I'm not even sure. It may actually be on one of these uh, arcade classic type emulators on the uh, consoles. Could be. It'd could be, be great if it would. Could be yeah. in game room or could be coming. Uh, yeah. Could be, boy, it seems like I played a version on something at home. It seems It seems like the 2600 or the or the NES or something had a version oh, yeah, of it. it. That was it real. came. It came to the consoles for sure. What what ver- the one I played was really bad. It was a terrible translation. This is back in the day when if there was an Probably, arcade game, the home version really sucked. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was on the what was it Nintendo or Sega? It may have been Honest? the not the not the twenty six hundred, but the what was the other one after that 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 totally tanked the fifty eight hundred or 50, the yeah whatever it was twenty six plus twenty six is fifty two oh, fifty two hundred. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> So it was twice. Dude, I long forgotten yeah, that yeah, console. Yeah, I, I've seen videos of it because I haven't played it in so long. And yeah, it's it's not even the same graphics. It's totally different. I remember the first time it seemed like we were getting close to arcade quality or parody with arcades was like Super Street Fighter hyper fighting on yeah. the Super NES. That looked dead to nuts to the, to the arcade one. Yeah. yeah. The Do you remember the uh, Pac-Man version of Atari? Oh my gosh. Can we never speak of it again? That was horrible. It was ridiculously bad, and I, I, I remember loving the uh, the cover art, though. Yeah, he's eating these pellets. It wasn't even balls; they were like <laughs> they were like long wafers that he was eating. And it was like the artwork was trying to fool you into thinking that that was okay for Pac Man because the game itself yeah. didn't have dots; it had bars. Like they couldn't even yeah. render dots, and the you and the maze that. was wrong. I mean, they really jacked that up. Missile Command, horrible. Oh, Atari, dude. But the but the point what I was getting at is there was at some point this this switched and now it's totally switched. There's nothing in the arcade that rivals the home stuff. Not even close. Nothing. No. I never thought Which we'd get shame. to that. I never thought we'd get there. Yeah. I always thought the arcade would be one step ahead. But I think there was a threshold and it hit whatever that threshold is, and you have market penetration at home where people are buying and you know, spending arcade money at home on games, that the arcade just kinda went, Nah, we're we're okay with just this sort of stuff we're doing now. Yeah, we can deal with this because as long as we've got Dance Dance Revolution and you know those kind of games, we're all right. Yeah, it's gone back to being parlory games and less about you know yeah. incredible cutting new edge. cutting edge things. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad in a way, but the nature of the market in another way. Yes. So there you go. Seven twenty degrees. Play it now. Force feedback. Jeez, that screeching, the the tire stuff, like yeah. kind of bores a hole in your head just a little bit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that kind of gave me the willies. Force feedback. This is where you guys get to your voices heard on the show. We're going to read an email here from Stephen who says, "Hi Scott and Brian." Doesn't he mean Stephen Ryan? Anyway, people can't get anything right. He says, "Happy to have another great, great gaming podcast in my usual listening repertoire." Repertoire. 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 And wanted to get uh, your two cents on a divisive subject. Maybe it's a byproduct of growing up in the 80s and seeing how games have evolved as a medium over the last, geez, I'm old 30 years, he says. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> dude, we're all old. It's okay. You're in good company. 
but I've always felt that multiplayer is a bonus mode in video games. I'm mm. of the mind that the developers should focus the majority of their resources on delivering a well-polished and engaging single-player experience, and all the multiplayer should do is take a back seat. It boggles my mind that anyone plays a game like Modern Warfare 2, for example, solely for the multiplayer and never touches the single-player mode. This frustration is amped up when a game has multiplayer-based achievements that, one, only serve to uh, cause players to cheat and boost, and two, prevent a game from being 100% complete when the multiplayer community inevitably dies slash never takes off. Mm. How do you guys weigh in on this? I admit that I'm a crotchety old get-off-my-lawn gamer, but playing uh, over a service like Xbox Live uh, with anyone outside my strictly focused friends list is the equivalent of getting a root canal from a (laughs) maniac zombie racist. (laughs) Maniacal is the word he used. Uh, yes. Keep up the great work, Stephen. Um, great point. Yes. I'm going to give you an example of where I think this can be done, and it can be done well. And for mm. me, that is Uncharted 2. Because yes. Uncharted 2 is an incredibly polished, well-realized single-player experience. It is the focus of their game. Yes. But they took the time and the people and the resources to build a multiplayer component to that game that is still going strong today and that is arguably one of the best of last year and surprised everybody. Like it was yeah. way robust for what people th- thought it would be. Usually that's just throwaway crap. And there are, there's a huge portion of gamers who feel like when they even get a really good single player experience that doesn't even have a single multiplayer component, they get mad. They think they've been ripped off. Yeah, But I'm with him that oftentimes this stuff is just kind of throwaway material. And what he's arguing is that sometimes the emphasis goes on the multiplayer and the single player gets the throwaway. And yeah. that that's bad. He claimed Modern Warfare 2 is in this boat. I'd say Modern Warfare 2 and 1 are a little slow. Or slow, excuse me. A little um, uh, brief. Too short. Brief. But what you do get in that multiplayer is awesome. Yeah. So I'm not... I'm not exactly with him on this, but I see where he's coming from. So, Brian, do you feel like uh, do you feel like multiplayer is killing gaming? I don't feel like multiplayer is killing gaming. I feel like it is becoming a separate uh, genre. In the fact that uh, as a single player is very important. If you're a single player uh, type of person, then yeah, you should enjoy those games, and we should be sold those types of games. They should be said, okay, this is a single player. And there's a little bit of multiplayer in here just to elongate the life of the game because once you get through with the single player, we really want to add that on. So, yeah, definitely. I think he's right in that in that aspect. I think that's what it should be, bonus material to increase the life of a game. But I also think that there are games out there that have absolutely no single story play at all and have great multiplaying capabilities because... You know, I don't want a crappy story sometimes. I'd rather have a cheaper multiplayer game. Just charge me what it's worth. You know, charge me $19, $29 for a multiplayer game that has no story. And all you've got is just basically game mechanics. And everything that I get is going out there and playing multiplayer. Yeah, but nobody's giving it. you that right now. That's the problem. So nobody's That's the problem. Yeah, they're exactly. selling you a 60. It's still a $65 game to get Modern yeah. Warfare 2 if you have no plan to play the single player. And there are a lot of people out there in that boat that just strictly wanted that game for multiplayer. There are yes. people in our chat room right now saying, yeah, I never touched the multiplayer. Yeah, so, and, and that's what, but that's what they should be selling it. He's right. I'm not arguing at him with at all. I'm, I'm saying that I think there should be games that are nothing but just multiplayer and just throws away the single player period. Maybe just have uh, some tutorials. Uh, what game did I recently play? Uh, Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. On X, Xbox, 
Xbox Live Arcade, yeah. not Arcade, uh, Xbox Live. Yeah. Uh, that's how it is. Every there's there's no really single story to it. It's all multiplayer. You get you get your interaction and and what's happening, what's going on through your interaction with other players. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I think he's. And I think his argument game. his argument is the is the flip flop. He wants to see more focus on multi a single player, and the multiplayer should not be the focus. If there's going to be yeah. a multiplayer experience that is so focused on, then that's all it should be, and he'll just not buy it. Yeah. But that's but then you got to go. Where's the big busic Bizzigit. Where's the biggest again? The, biz- the, biz- the biggest expense for a game developer <laughs> right. is the story uh, in making that single player mode. For sure. It is much cheaper to just make a multiplayer. So, yeah, that's, they're, they're tr- kind of trying to get away with something there. They're, going, they're giving us a simple, quick single player and then throwing you into the multiplayer. So, yeah, financially, I think the game developers know that, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, that's why I'm so excited about Red Dead Redemption because I feel like we're getting both with that. Yeah, I, I like a so strong too. a strong piece of both is good for me. Um, I See, will. Agree. I have to. I have to have a single player because when I get on multiplayer, I I don't want to look like an idiot, and so I have to have that you know familiarity with the maps that I'm going to be playing. Sure. When I go multiplayer, so sure. That's a good point. I feel like this. That's a good point. Um, lastly, I'll say you're right about Xbox Live. It is like getting your teeth pulled. I hate it. <laughs> As my oh, somebody else wrote in. Uh, this is MXC. He's actually doing a follow up from a previous show where he talked about the Red Alert crowd. Apparently, a lot of people are still playing a Red Alert two games actively yes. on the internet. And he wrote back in this a uh, little bit of research on the active Red Alert two community uh, continues. And this is what I've currently concluded. Number one, on average, there are about 200 people online at about any given time of the day, and it is still being played enough to keep the servers up. So people nice. are still interested enough to be playing it somewhere. Number two, Red Alert 2 players are very silent. The players are more interested in playing the game than discussing it. Number three, that seems like a weird conclusion, but anyway. Yeah. Well, Number three, sense. the ranking system is still intact. Number four, mod support mm-hmm. still exists, and sites like derelictstudios.net keep that spirit alive as best they can. Blitzkrieg, a World War II full conversion mod that can be found here, etc. Uh, number five, the main reason for the weakness in online play is... At least for the original game, the resolution must be kept at a minimum, and lag is a constant problem. Yeah. So, there you go. I guess they are alive and kicking, and things are still happening. Uh, you know, it's probably the same, roughly 200 people, so... They're, it's they're, not bad. There are hundreds of thousands of people playing StarCraft 2, or StarCraft 1 right now. Yeah. Like, right now, there's that many playing. So I still yeah. say it's not a good comparison, but whatever. It's still not bad, though. I mean... Really, I mean that that's sustainable. Two hundred people. I sure. mean that gives you enough that if you want to jump on, you can play. Dude, two hundred people that are dedicated to one thing. That's a there's some power in that, no question. Yeah. I'm just saying nobody's buying Red Alert Two on you know, nobody goes into Walmart and picks it up on the shelf. <laughs> but they buy them the battle chest from, you know, the the Starcraft. I'm, I'm gonna one. go tonight to Walmart and buy Red Alert Two just to prove <laughs> They don't have it. I promise you, they won't be there. But you'll find the Blizzard games from 10, 12 years ago for sale, full price. Yeah. Something going on there. All right. Got another email from Paul McKay who says, I sometimes, or I'm sorry, I remember playing a game made by Electronic Arts at the time called Mail Order Monsters some time ago, he says. I don't know if you remember it or not. I don't. But if you choose, once you choose a monster type, some kind of being, anything from an amoeba to a dinosaur, you started to modify it. The cool thing I remember is that people would play uh, at the same time and go head to head. I remember that an amoeba that had topped out at the point of its intelligence ended up suffering. 
Never did really understand why. It was a cool game. Would love to see it revamped with modern tech. I've never heard of this game. It's called Spore. <laughs> well, maybe that's what Spore was supposed to be and failed to <laughs> but be. But no, this, this sounds interesting. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I hadn't either. He was hunting around, and he did end up finding something on an old retro um, Australian uh, site. <laughs> what am I trying to say? IGN in Australia. And yeah. uh, they called it. I want to make sure I got the name right. Hold on. It is called Amoeba Wars. No, Mail Order Monsters was the actual name. And uh, it looks like really crummy, like CGI graphics. But uh, anyway, sounds cool. So uh, thank you. That's an answer to last week's question. Which game franchise do you feel like needs a reboot? And according to Paul Kelly, or excuse me, Paul Kelly, Paul McKay, that's the game he would like to see remade. Again, that game is called Mail Order Monsters. If anyone knows of anything cool about that game, let us know. We'll pass it on. This looks like something I could play on main. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. We got another uh, email from Mike who says, same question. Hello, Scott and Brian. Again, sorry about the Steve thing, and I don't meant, I didn't mean it to be this big fad. Um, it's all right, dude. We think it's funny. Anyway, Steve's the game. cool with it. Yeah, Steve's fine. And so is Ryan. Ryan, you good with that? Yeah, okay. I'm all right with that. Anyway, the game I'd like to see get a reboot is Road Rash. There's a rumor that Road Rash HD is coming, yes. but it sounds like an XBLA PSN game. Road Rash really needs a fully 3D make with an online component, character customization, and a story mode. Maybe do it in the style of Dirt 2. That is the game that I feel needs a remake. Love the show, and thanks for your time. Look, Mike, I could not agree more. Big Road Rash guy from way back in the day. If this comes out, this HD version comes out to the Xbox Live Arcade or PSN, do not assume it'll be just some retro throw-together. I think they will do all the things you want. It will be a fully 3D remake with an online component, character customization, and a story mode. That will all be part of it, but it'll be like a $19 budget title. And it'll end up being, you know, that's what I paid for... uh, Wipeout. Wipeout HD, yeah. And Fury. Is it Fury? Second one? Fury. Anyway, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cheap and fully featured. So don't count it out yet. Uh, Honestly, I don't think Road Rash is necessarily ready for the full disc treatment, the $60 treatment. As much as I love that game, we have to kind of come to this, like with Wipeout, we kind of have to stop a little bit and go, gaming's have progressed to a point that that kind of game, unless we want them to totally put in stories and actors and tons of bull crap. Yeah. I would rather they keep it simple and true to its source and just pump all that other stuff up like graphics and sound. I'm going to have to agree with Scott on that too, because I would like to, uh, you know, my favorite part of that was kicking people. I mean, <laughs> that's your favorite part of everything, damn it. Yeah. I mean, kicking people off their bikes. I mean, that was just so much right, fun right. and trying to time that just right. And yeah, I don't need a story. Hit him with a chain. Kick somebody. Hit him with a chain. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was totally cool. Half the reason I bought a 3DO back in 1990, what was it? Five? Was it? <laughs> anyway, half the reason I bought a 3DO is because Road Rash was on there mm. and I couldn't wait. Oh my gosh. I was so excited. <sighs> Ended up not being that great, but it had a really good soundtrack. A lot of uh, a lot of fun on the PS, on the on the PlayStation. I don't remember it being on there. Was it on there? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that. it? Or was it Dreamcast? Uh, dude, I don't think it was on either. I'm not sure though. Don't count me as your person. I've got to have it. I have it in my uh, in the other room. I think you're full of crap. I might be. It is quite possible I am full of crap. You heard it here first. You should poo more. Mm. Um. All right. So, thank you so much for that. We appreciate that. Any of you can send us your feedback to the show. We're not going to do a question this week because I'm not in the mood. I can't think of a good one. 
Road Rash for PS. I was right. Oh, bastard. I was right. All right, you're right. It's on the internet. Send your questions, your feedback, your audio. Oh, you know what? We do have an audio thing. I forgot almost. Somebody has a specific game they want to see remade, and I almost didn't play it. Are you Jerk. ready? Here it is. Hey, Scott and Brian. This is Mark, and I was calling to say that the world could really use another Battletoads. All right, thanks. <laughs> Love the show. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Battletoads was great. Yeah, all right. No, what? Hold on, back up. You were not a Battletoads fan. What's going on? It's all right. What? What's what? What, is it, what does it lack for you? It's Battletoads. Now, you were talking <laughs> arcade, right? Yeah, I'm talking arcade. Or SNES was okay. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, you know what? Know. You know what? It, it may not hold up very well. Like I remember thinking Me the X Men game was the greatest thing in the history of the arcades. Yeah. And then I remember playing that at home and thought, oh, this isn't. This is kind of repetitive and dumb. Yeah. It, was, it felt Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to me. Knock off. <laughs> well, it kind of was. I mean, it was a beat-em-up. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. It's all final fight at that point. Yeah. I uh, guess it was okay. Yeah. I I think what's out there now is good enough. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, thank you for that call. We can always <laughs> use some more Battletoads. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, that's going to do it. Uh, let me give you that email one more time. That email to send stuff to is podcast at finalscoreshow.com. We'd love your calls, recorded comments, MP3s, uh, whatever you want to send, written stuff. As you can tell, we'll do all and any of that. And we'd love your feedback. Please keep that coming. A couple of iTunes shout-outs to give out to those fine folks who gave us some sweet reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate these. Mr. Chlorophyll uh, left us a review, a five-star review. Sakathir, is that right? Sakathir. Sakathir? Sakathir? Sakathir. Sakathir. Also did Jace5247-6. That's his phone number. It's a lot of damn Jaces. Uh, and Eurillium all left us five-star reviews. We really appreciate those. Keep yeah. them coming. So, so leave your five-star review, and we, we'll mispronounce your name on the show, too. Indeed. Just search <laughs> iTunes, and we'll say your name wrong. Uh, what else? The site to visit is finalscoreshow.com. Go check that out as well. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us at Extra Life and Mission Deep. Those are our two Twitter names. Mine is Extra Life. Uh, Brian says Mission Deep. And uh, mention of another sponsor we're going to talk about today, and that sponsor is typefrag.com. You've heard about them on the instance before. They are now sponsoring this show as well. If you are a gamer, you have a clan or any other kind of group of guys that play video games of any type, sort, or whatever. It can be MMOs, can be you know shooters, whatever. You need a good Ventrilo server so that you're all communicating in real time. Nobody makes them better than Typefrag. So go to typefrag.com today and check them out. We love them. Good oh. stuff. Uh, and finally, go to Eddie Codes, Frog One. That's all you need. Frog One. Save three bucks on a domain. Simple as that. Go to Eddie.com. Go daddy.com. Go register uh, Brian is a sweaty freak.com and save three bucks. I've already got that. Frog One. Oh, you already own it. Yeah, I get that one. You have all the Brian Sweaty variations. Yeah, I went through the whole system. Brian is sweaty.tv. Yeah. Brian. And I had Big Fat Doofus for a long time. I had Scott <laughs> on that. Oh, you did? Yeah, remember that? You should pass it to me because I feel like a big fat doofus today. Yeah. I just ate it. I just <laughs> drank too much Coke, I think. Uh, and I think that pretty much covers it. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait for next week for another episode of The Final Score. Uh, anything else, Brian? Want to say anything? Yeah, uh, game you later. Oh yeah, game you later. Game you later, and yeah. see you guys in Red Dead Redemption. We're going to talk about it next week. Can't wait. See you guys in the week.
This is Mark Dell back again with the second edition of Yesterday's Games Today, and I want to talk to you about Microsoft's Turn 10 Studios racing game, Forza Motorsport, released five years ago on May 3rd, 2005. Forza was released just a couple of months after Sony's racing giant Gran Turismo 4, which is some pretty stiff competition. But despite having less cars available and arguably inferior graphics, Forza's features weren't to be taken lightly. Online play, driving lines, and car customization gave the game an edge and these features have gone on to be a staple of the series. With the lack of any continued competition from the Gran Turismo series, Forza's sequels have gone on to be highly regarded as one of the top serious driving simulators, but all this could likely change if Sony's Gran Turismo 5 is released as promised by the year's end. Time will tell if it's been worth the wait. Gran Turismo can still be found at many used game stores for under $5, but with the recent closure of the original Xbox Live, it will be missing online play. If you're living in the current generation, Forza 2 can be picked up for roughly the same price, whereas last year's Forza 3 still remains full price. No, that is scary. I don't want to think about it. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.